Welcome to KiteCast, co-hosted by Tim Freestone and Patrick Spencer, that features interviews with IT, security, compliance, and risk management leaders and influencers. Hey everyone, welcome back to another KiteCast episode. I'm here with my co-host, Tim Freestone. Tim, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Patrick? I'm doing well. This is going to be a, a really interesting conversation. Needless to say, this is the first podcast we've done with someone in Colombia. Uh, Jean Benier, uh, he's an entrepreneur and technologist and subject matter expert in artificial intelligence, quantum computing, cybersecurity, business analytics, among other things. He currently is the CEO at AnnieQ, an AI platform that empowers companies to use data to make better decisions. He's also the CEO, because he doesn't have enough time uh, being the CEO at one company, at Spin Quantum Tech. It's an adaptive cybersecurity collection of quantum algorithms. And we're going to, I'm going to have him uh, talk a bit about that in a moment. I want to hear more about uh, what this collection looks like. Uh, Jean is based in the digital capital area of Bogota, Colombia. He has a long list of successful entrepreneurial ventures and specializes in helping business leaders and owners to grow their companies. Sean, thanks for joining us today. We're uh, looking forward to this conversation. Hi, Patrick, uh, Tim, happy to be here and honor and well, thanks for, for the invitation. Yeah, we appreciate your time. Um, so talk a bit about the two companies that you run. How do you find time to be the CEO of two companies? Uh, they both do different things. You know, what, what gave rise to them? I think you've been running both of these companies for, I think, one uh, uh, about seven years and the other one about five, four, four or five years, I believe. Yes. Uh, two companies, but uh, the real fact is that it's the same business model. So NEQ is the, 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 the father of, of the company and Spin Quantum Tech is the research unit that we integrates AI and quantum computing. So is one company, from, from my perspective, one business model, two legal uh, entities, but we drive with the same team, we, with the same effort, and it helps us to grow faster. But two companies is more for the focus because you could uh, attract more attention and, and have the focus on AI uh, uh, in the case of NEQ and on quantum with, with the case of, of SQT. You're specializing in two of the hottest topics in the marketplace today, I think. How, you were, yeah, okay. you know, we've been talking about AI for well, six, seven months at least. And those of us who were interested in the subject, we've been watching it over the years, but it really, you know, hit 100 miles an hour back in late November, I guess, with the ChatGPT announcement. You know, but you've been doing it for much longer. Talk a bit about, you know, what you guys do from an AI standpoint and how you've seen it. Uh, uh, evolve over the years, and then particularly what you've seen and what you think about what we've all witnessed over the past six or seven months. Um, yes, the, the, what is happening with generative AI, AI um, ChatGPT, with Google Spawn E, the, the, the announcement from AWS, Amazon, that shows a less, uh, last this month about um, a generative AI too. All that is exciting. I, I have been working with AI 22 years uh, as professional in my life. So I 
have the opportunity to see how AI is evolving in, in, in the process and we identify new processing power, new algorithms, new technologies, uh, indeed new programming language. So, so well, I think we are living uh, an interesting time with AI and something more amazing comes when AI has the opportunity to run with, with quantum. And I think the next 10 years, not only for AI, but uh, but specific in that case, the, the join with quantum will be something amazing because for first time, we will have the opportunity to execute models that that don't rely in, in zero or one. I know that quantum runs on zero or one, but the superposition power, the parallel limbs, gives us an amazing and huge opportunities. So I think if you feel that chat GPT today or the generative AI is amazing or exciting, the next 10 years for people that will create solutions with AI and these technologies, well, we, we don't have limits. It, it would be amazing things. You know, it's, in it's interesting. I'm so glad you're on the podcast because I've been thinking about the quantum element of this since, you know, November, basically, because we all know, and hopefully I've got this right. If not, I've been saying it wrong for a while now, but the AI models are essentially limited by the processing power, right? And the, the chips and the amount of chips and the amount of servers. And it just, the more of, of these, um, these chips that uh, are 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 built specifically for this processing power, the more of those you have, the more effective the model will uh, work essentially. Um, mm -hmm. And the whole point of quantum computing is is the processing, right? Is making that not just significantly faster, but in orders of magnitudes that's almost uncomprehensible because of that superposition you're talking about, where it's processing the zero and the one at the same time. And um, it, it just seems like when these two um, uh, concepts come together, that that will be, for me, at least I think that's where the singularity happens, where the quantum processing and, and AI come together. The question I have is, uh, you said 10 years it seems like the industry is really struggling with quantum computing, getting it to be stable. I mean, they're basically processing on atoms. Um, what makes you think we're in a we're in the decade um, frame uh, or timeline of quantum computing actually being realized? Uh, be, be, before answer that, Tim, something that limits AI today is not only the processing power based on the classic uh, chips that we have on, on transistor. Mm -hmm. There are other two limitations. The first is the models behind because we are using maths models. AI on, on the background is only maths. It could be a statistical calculus or probability in, in most simple way. When you go to deep learning, you are working with probability most of the time. When you work with supervised learning or unsupervised learning, you are working with statistical or, or, cal or calculus. So one limitation is because we have many data today, but try to find the right pattern into that data with a math model with the processing power that we have today. 
are the limitations that, that, that we have. So with quantum computing, we could explore new maths models, new ways to, to work, more variables, uh, let's say something that, that, that would be a new development process is uh, the multivariable calculus, let's say in that way. Uh, we will have the opportunities to solve real multivariables uh, challenge better than, than today we have that, that opportunity. And that means redesign and re, or, or re-explore new math language. That will be one of the things. The second is quantum give us the opportunity to manage more data and find better patterns into that data. Because today, AI, you try to find the best path for a solution, but that best part doesn't mean that real is the, the best in all possible solutions that you could work. You try to create the, the best path every time or, or every step uh, at the process. If we review in deep learning, using the back propagation, for example, you try to do one step, review if it's the, the right solution and try to, 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 to say not to the other paths and try to, uh, to find another path. With quantum and with the parallelisms, it means that the superposition gives you the opportunity to validate full paths, all the paths that you have. All at once. And that means you could find better uh, uh, patterns into the process. And that is the purpose of AI. AI of the, uh, uh, in the most simple way is about search algorithms. You mm -hmm. are always looking for a pattern. It is a search process. That will AI discover with... these new math models, Jean? I'm, I'm curious, will AI discover these new math models on its own or will it require supervised learning from mathematical geniuses like yourself or others to feed those into the system? You know, how, how do those get uncovered? I think it would be a merge of, of two. Uh, hmm. If you just think in chat GPT, you try to use chat GPT and if you make the right questions, you have access to, uh, let's say, unlimited uh, uh, data and, and database and knowledge and experience. So if you make the right questions, you find answers that really uh, amaze you and you didn't know before. And you could create solutions making the right questions. Questions is the first step of the, of the scientific process. So that means create a new math language will be a merge between use all the knowledge and power of AI creating patterns, identifying patterns uh, with the mentoring or guidance of the right questions from mathematicians. Mathematician is a scientific from physicists, from bio biologists and, and many other people that has the right mindset and mind structure to create questions. That, that would be the, the developing of, of the new language. And, and, and Tim asked about the next 10 years of quantum. Um, I think quantum is something that, that breaks the, the Moore law of, of the chips or the traditional computing that say that every 18 months, the processing power uh, is the double. Because one qubit more in quantum 
means an exponential growth of the processing power. Mm -hmm. So if we review the, the history, and I, I think the if you are working or trying to learn quantum or start in the quantum world, you need to start understanding IBM Q, the, the IBM technology is the first start. You need to review the Kisket. And if we, we, if we check 2017, IBM released a five qubits machine. 2018, they have a 20 qubits machine. It means not only 15 qubits more. It means exponential 15x more processing power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 2019, they released 53 qubits machine. And that means the singularity processing power of the full humankind for 2019. So that machine could solve big, be, be, yes, biggest problems that we could solve with the traditional computing for this time. And mm -hmm. in, in the last, last year, yes, 2022, they released, uh, 552 or 53 qubits. I don't remember the, the right amount. That is something uh, amazing in, in the process. And they say um, uh, on May 2023 this year that for the next 10 years, for 2033, they will have a 10, uh, uh, 100,000 qubits machine. Wow. So, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's our machine. It's it's a machine in a big warehouse. Is that correct? That they are tr are using. Yes. So we could solve problems that today is only a dream for 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 for, for the minds. We could find with with that machine you could solve matrix problems for, of let's say for ten hundred millions by uh, multiplied by ten hundred millions complexity of variables. So uh, the, the the next 10 years, and not only the next 10 years, I think quantum machines uh, will have development and advantage for two centuries more, because it's not only at qubits. We today are using only two, proper, two properties or features of the quantum, of the quantum world, the superposition and the quantum entanglement. But the mm. quantum world has many other uh, attributes that we could use and for, for identify information, to process information, to share information. So in the next two centuries, quantum computing will give us more knowledge and advances of the universe, of the quantum world, and using them to solve problems, not only computing. So it will be uh, a, a, a totally totally different world that we could create a, a, a mindset using the quantum. Is IBM applying just is is IBM mm -hmm. applying this to um, the to AI? Are they applying this machine that they built to large language models and trying to create the super AI the the, the AGI or is it more about just creating the Stabil the stable machine right now, not really using it for anything. Um, I I'm not sure what is happening with AI about IBM. Um, most of the time in the history, they are the leaders and create 
better or, or an amazing technologies, but for some reason, they are not the leaders on, on the market and others take the advantage and, and the opportunity. So they are building amazing quantum technologies. The IBM Q, mm-hmm. I, I think, is a very good technology. But today there are other hardware developers on quantum that are making very nice uh, solutions. For example, the, the hybrid simulation from D-Wave or Toshiba, they are making uh, for optimization amazing technologies too. Uh, I think in China, SpinQ, a company with a name similar to, to, to my company, Spin Quantum Tech, so they have uh, the most uh, interesting fact from them is they have, let's say, portable quantum devices because it's something that you could drag a, 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 and drop to, to, to your car and move to other other part and plug and use and <laughs> use in, in in normal ecosystem and environment. So that that, that mm-hmm. is interesting. So IBM is making amazing things. They have an amazing AI on Watson and the new redesign of the full IBM cloud. But I think talking about AI, there are other players uh, more advanced than than IBM. And I think the move of Microsoft to make investment in in, open AI, uh, they make a very good strategic move and, and make them to have a good position on, on the market. And be, before has OpenAI, Microsoft Azure has uh, a good offer of AI services and cognitive services on the cloud. So they, they, they were well positioned and now they maybe they could be the leader of, of the process. So uh, interesting things happening and on AI, and I think IBM uh, is not on the leaders today. From, from my perspective, I could be wrong. Is there a democratization of quantum computing happening now, or is it already happening? I remember when I was at Sun Microsystems back in the day, getting old, uh, you know, only the big enterprises were capable of acquiring quantum computing capabilities, whereas today with AI and some of the changes that are happening that you just described in quantum, it seems that the technology is now available to businesses of virtually every size. And I noticed that you presented at uh, an event, Unleash Your Company's True Potential. I have a suspicion it probably related to AI and or quantum computing in, in some manner. What's your view on that front? Uh, Sun Microsystems, it, it makes me feel nostalgic. <laughs> uh, <it's, laughs> You make me t- travel in time almost 20 years. Well, <laughs> E10Ks and E10-12s and everything else, right? <laughs> yes. I, I use uh, before Solaris and the processors have operating system from, from, from Sun Microsystems. Amazing technology. Um, something different and that makes quantum the right time to burn is that Quantum borns in a world of cloud, and the, the the world today and companies and people, they or we are we are use cloud today. For many people, no. it's normal to pay for your email uh, on a cloud service or use any uh, solution and collaborative solution. Have your CRM, your ERP, 
and many services on cloud. Indeed, we are using today a platform based on cloud for has this conversation. Before the cloud, companies need to have on-premise and license and, and the full data centers. And that makes technology access expensive. But quantum computing, they born on cloud. And today, you could go to Azure, AWS, Google Cloud, IBM Cloud, and other clouds, create your subscription, add your, uh, your credit card, and you could have access paying a few dollars access to a quantum machine hmm. and start creating quantum solutions, algorithms, learning the process. Most of them has a free offer for a start with quantum machine, so with quantum computing. So quantum born in a democratized ecosystem uh, on, on, on the cloud. And you don't need to have the quantum machine uh, in, in your desk uh, at your side to create algorithms here. So that empowers a totally new world of quantum algorithms and quantum solutions and software. And today they are thousands and maybe it could be millions of people creating or at least learning algorithms and, and working with quantum software. So how does it um, how do you, how does it play into what you're doing with your businesses and how are you using quantum computing and and AI and what are you how are you trying to put a ding in the universe? We are, we are using quantum with in three specific uh, applications. The first is data encryption because quantum gives many benefits but also creates a new challenge because quantum could solve the the hard match on the on the actual algorithms that we have for encryption and could break the, the, the encryption simple. So we are creating new data encryptions not that don't rely on the mathematics complexity. And we use a method that we create with my team that calls entropic encryption. And we use entropy and chaos to protect the information, to, to, to encrypt, the, encrypt the information. Uh, something interesting is that we, we we are running today the algorithms and you need at least a 17, 17 times bigger quantum volume machine to break our algorithms. So hmm. it, it's really secure and it's different from the quantum key distribution approach. The second application that we use today is optimize the operation of the companies. Let's think in that scenario. A manufacturing company, they need to work with inventory, staff planning, logistics for the last day, the, the delivery, last mile delivery. So that planning process, most of the time they use spreadsheets and try to, be, to make the best effort. Uh, the most advanced manufacturing companies, they could pay for amazing softwares with algorithms and processing power to solve that, that, that challenge. And it takes a huge investment, $3 million, $5 million more of the times. But the 90% of the manufacturing or retail companies are small and medium. They don't could pay for that kind of technologies and a spreadsheet doesn't give you the opportunity to, to, to be to, or to have an optimum execution. Uh, with Quantum, we have a, a solution that enables that companies to understand 
where is the best time to move your materials to, to for your inventory processes? What is the best time to purchase for, for, for your suppliers? How many, it, it, how is the best amount to have in your, in your warehouse? Uh, how your staff planning and how you could not uh, overcharge people or, or pay extra costs in the process? How you need to adapt your logistic on the last mile delivery? And today, this solution is saving thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars per day to, to that manufacturing company that they don't think that is possible. And at the end of the process, if you as company could save per year uh, $100,000 and your revenue is only $2 million, that uh, is a big impact, 5% of more profit for your company just to be optimized in the process. And the third application that we use with Quantum is accelerate the AI training for, for the algorithms. One thing that takes many times in AI today is the, the time for train your algorithms when you have many information. Uh, and that is a, a real nightmare more of, most of the time. So we use a Quantum to uh, speed up that, uh, that training process because you could use GPUs but GPUs uh, is expensive. They need a lot of time. And, and you also need to restrict to the best scenario that you could train or, or adapt in the train process. With Quantum, we could accelerate and, and test all the possible probabilities or, or, or possibilities of, of, of the full path. That's, that's fantastic. You mentioned encryption, and and you were on um, the first thing you were talking about was building your own encryption algorithm. It was my understanding that quantum computing, maybe it's just in its current state, and may, maybe eventually this doesn't ring true, but it would take millions of years to break AES two fifty six encryption with even with quantum computing. Um, I must be wrong there. <laughs> it, you know, at some point you're anticipating that there's enough qubits. Um, uh, with you know error correcting capabilities to be able to break AES two fifty six encryption. Um, I, I think it is a different approach. If you try to make um, a brute force attack for an encrypt encryption algorithm, the mindset that that you use with classic computing is. Try the first combination, try the second yeah, combination, and try them. many options as you can. But when you use quantum, you don't try a sequential approach. You need to create a mindset of, of, of how I can identify the right answers if I have all the answers of the first time. And the search pattern algorithm or, or the search mindset for the algorithms change in the full process. We made uh, experiments with quantum using the Gruber algorithm, that is a algorithm for search on quantum that you use an oracle uh, to, to find a solution, trying to break in um, simple uh, encryptions algorithms. And something interesting that we found is that quantum could find different uh, encryption keys to break the algorithm, not only one, as you use when you encrypt the data. And that is something interesting because... So there's uh, an additional key that can be used beyond the one you create when you encrypt the data initially? 
Yes, yes. When you, you when you encrypt a data, you have the public and the private key, and you so you think or the mindset is this is the only encryption key that I could use to encrypt or decrypt the message. But quantum finding different patterns, they found, let's say, strange characters into the full page of characters that the computer could, could have is not about the same encoding is something interesting. And you could find at least three or four new ways to decrypt the information. And that is interesting because if you make the, the test only using one chart, one character as the encryption key, you could find at least four different options to decrypt the algorithm using quantum. <laughs> But if you use two characters for encryption key, it could uh, grow to 16 or 20 alternatives. Totally strange. That character that, that, that quantum found it doesn't have any representation in the uh, UTF or ASCII or any other encoding pages that we use, but breaks the algorithm, breaks the encryption. So it's not about, for example, if you use RSA that is based on huge prime numbers, we think today that you could break only with the two prime numbers. But what if, if quantum could find a different pattern and breaks the algorithms. This is not about if you have the right prime numbers that the entity used to encrypt the information. This is about how I could access the information no matter if I have the right or not uh, prime numbers. So when you say patterns, imagine uh, in that way, uh, when you encrypt data, you are trying to hide information in a universe of chaos. And you design with the, with the encryption key only one path to access this information. But in the universe, in a multivariable dimension universe, you could find another way to go to the same point. So it's basically, it's inventing characters and inventing patterns that are uninvented. <laughs> I guess. Yes, it, it, it could be not invented. Discovering, discovering. I guess. So yeah. before you discovered, yet. what you're discovering yeah. new. Yes, that's blowing yeah, my that's, mind. That's, yeah, I, I like to use the example of the gravity and Newton. Before Newton understand the gravity and put the gravity into a formula, the things is still uh, falling down into the world. That doesn't just uh, fly. Everything's falling down before we have the formula. So the patterns and, and the, the new paths to access the information are really there. They are in the information that we have. But the mindset that creates the, 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 the things that we understand today is only between zeros and one. Quantum computing give us the superposition. That means zero point anything and quantum finds new ways in the, in, in that pattern or, or in that nation states figured this out john are they you know china russia have they figured this out and they know how to decrypt uh what's encrypted in aes 256 today using quantum um uh, uh, well I, i don't know much about how governments are using a, a, a quantum sorry 
But I think many governments today, they are using quantum computing and improving and, and having the, the technology. This year or, or, or late last year, the, the NIST make a challenge about create quantum encryption algorithms. And it was something uh, controversial, let's say, because one of the algorithms uh, was broken with a processing power of 20 years before. So, well, I think we have many things to discover here. Quantum, and that is important to understand, is not walking today. It's a baby, a baby with, let's say, only one month of life. Yeah. So we have many things to, to see in quantum today. Machines with 500 qubits or 2000 qubits in one or two years. Um, we, we also have many challenges to solve in quantum. We need to extend the coherence times for, for the quantum machines to execute long time algorithms. We need to uh, still working on error corrections because quantum today is a still probabilistic pr programming process. So, well, many things to discover and for people that joins here in quantum enjoy the process yeah just amazing because we're living in a time where the advancements in technology is at such a pace and there's two big confluences there's ai and quantum all happening right now that on some side you're we're, i'm in anticipation of what this could bring to humanity but on the other side it's it's incredibly terrifying over the next two or three years what's going to happen because we just don't know. Are, are you are you at all a doomsdayer on this side of it or do you only see the upside? I think more than the, than the vision of, of what is happening, something that I always say is ethics makes the difference here. Mm -hmm. And when you work with the technology, as the developer, the company, the CEO, and you lead a company that works on AI, quantum, and other disruptive technologies, ethics is the real difference about it. Uh, you could use a hammer to build a house or to kill a person. The problem is not the hammer, is the purpose that you use the tool. With quantum and AI is the same. You could use AI and quantum as IBM to find new medicines to to find but uh, basi uh, so the, the 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 covid uh, solution vaccines i uh, sorry the word in in, in english <laughs> uh, I, I forgot uh, the word the vaccine um, yes the yes things <laughs> yeah uh, you could use ai and quantum as other companies to create better food better vegetables to improve the, the 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 ecosystem, reduce the CO2, but also you could use AI and quantum to uh, stall for, for the banks or to break the security or to make bad things. The difference here is the ethics. And I prefer to be for the right side of the ethics. So my companies, my full team, our clients, all of them, uh, has the same approach in ethics. We are in the same line. We only use those technologies to make or create things that really create a positive impact for people, for health, for society, for the world. Now, you talked about this new encryption capability you created with 
quantum and AI, the confluence of both of them. I think you called it entropic encryption. What what's that like? What what makes it different than the current uh, encryption capabilities on the market? The current encryption is based on the complexity of the math model. So, for example, the RSA, RSA they use prime numbers with 20, I, I think it's 23 million characters on the prime number. That is a huge number. You need a lot of memory on computing to, to create or, or at least uh, storage that number. But for quantum, it is simple to solve. Doesn't matter the complexity or on the maths behind it. So our approach is not based on maths. We are using the chaos and entropic that are on the world, on the universe, in anything. And we are not encrypting the information. We are hiding the information into the chaos. So you have the information uh, in your hands, in, 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 in uh, let's say, world media, something that you could move uh, and has access to, to it. But if you don't have the specific chaos and or entropic pattern, you could not find the, the, the real message uh, on this. Interesting. So what do you, you see AI and quantum being used in the encryption arena when it comes to cybersecurity? Do you see other ways in which the confluence of the two technologies will be used uh, to help organizations protect themselves from malicious actors? Yes. Uh, I think many cybersecurity solutions like the SOX, the SOC solutions, or the real-time monitors for, for, for companies, for, for your computer, the, I think the antivirus need to, to evolve to something more uh, powerful. Uh, the, these solutions is the only way, and you need to have your AI, uh, let's say, ward based on or, or supported by quantum identifying patterns in real time because hackers today the, the attacker they are using ai they are find, finding new ways to uh, create ransomware to extract the information to attack so ai also and powered with quantum is the new way to 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 fight again against the hackers and and protect the information uh, I know that today there are companies using quantum. Indeed, we are working with a company in the USA. They call Antifraude. They are a, a, a USA company created by Colombians like me. My companies is, are in the, in the UK. And we are creating together a solution anti-ransomware. For example, if you are a company and you were attacked by ransomware and they ask it for, for, for you for uh, uh, bitcoins or crypto to, to recover your information, we use quantum computing and AI to recover your information and you don't need to pay. Mm. We, we could not solve the attack today, but we could help you in few days to recover all your information. So you decrypt what they've encrypted and you can't access because they... They locked it. Yes. Interesting. And we use the pattern findings power of quantum 
to find the pattern on the mm -hmm. uh, on the ransomware attack. And how, how this, long does it you know, like Tim Tim's attack you know by ransomware and he calls you up this afternoon? How long before you can have that unlocked and he has access to his data? Uh, let's say two weeks. It it, it could take. Today is is in test, is in validation, is a manual process from our side to. To, to create the Oracle and, and support the algorithm. But once the algorithm is running, uh, is, uh, is maybe uh, hours or, or one day to, to decrypt the information Perfect. because we want to, to find the pattern, but classic computing to repeat the pattern and decrypt the files. So this is, why isn't everyone using this, Jean? Like, this seems like the ransomware killer. They ought to be beating stops. your door down. <laughs> yeah. Is it just, is it too, too new? Is it too, um, expensive? Like ransomware, we just saw in the Verizon breach report, social engineering for ransomware is the, you know, the number one threat. And 24%. if you have a way to, yeah, if you have a way to decrypt the files that they've encrypted, ransomware goes away. So what's, what's stopping this? Uh, uh, I think I explained the process that makes a, a thing that is simple, but creates <laughs> a quantum algorithm and identifies the right oracle and the right pattern. Well, with quantum, we still work on a, a, a linear algebra. So it means many matrix process and, and you need to work with quantum gates today and yeah. create the oracle uh, 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 and the, and the let's say code or algorithm to, to find the, the pattern. So that is the complex part, um, mm. trying to work with huge amount of, of, of data in quantum is still a problem. For example, if you have uh, an spreadsheet file of 50 kilobytes, you could not read today 50 kilobytes as uh, zeros and ones arrive in a quantum machine. So. Today, we have many challenges there, and that makes the process um, uh, that, that we need to continue growing and is a manual process, but we could make the solutions. Why other people is not making that or other companies? I think that there are others working on, on that. Uh, uh, I think I could not be the, the only one working on that in a world yeah. with a, a billion people. So may, many others are working on that. But the difference is if they are sharing that, 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 that they are wor working on that uh, and making, let's say, marketing message talking about that. So uh, I think it could be the difference uh, of the process. So it sounds um, like scale, complexity and scale isn't there yet. So you yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. If, if, if someone wants to contact you, Jean, in regards to you know, they, they've had a ransomware attack. They just go to your website. Is that the best way to reach out to you and see if they can, you can help them uh, recover their data? What, how's that process work? Yes, yes. Uh, they, they could find us uh, as a spin quantum tech or spinqtech.com or in, in LinkedIn. That is uh, the, the social network that we use more. So, so well, we, we, we could find there or, or the AI company is neq.ai uh, neq with double n and we can find you, you can find us in google or other social media too 
and there's three use cases that you guys address. So, you know, the encryption capability is one, and then you have these other two, the operational component, and then, you know, expediting or accelerating the AI learning process, you know, same website, you know, how long are those engagements typically? Like you work with a manufacturer on the operations side, how long is that? Or if you work with someone on the AI front, is that an ongoing engagement or is it like a two-week engagement? What do those resemble typically? Uh, always is different, Patrick. Always is different for for any project because we don't have a software as a service or quantum as a service solution uh, today. Is we, we create tailor-made solutions depending of the challenge of the need of, of the company. So you need to think if you want to embrace AI or quantum optimization today, at least it's a process of four to 10 months uh, of the project. Engagement. And yeah. with, the, with the ransomware, it is faster. You could have, have, have your solution two, two weeks, four weeks uh, on the process. And the encryption is working today. That is uh, a solution that we have for takeaway. <laughs> they can engage you and off and running right away. Tim, I don't know about you, but this has been a thought-provoking, fascinating conversation. We got to have a follow-up call with uh, Jean once you and I have more time to research these subjects and get up to speed on uh, where the market's headed. Uh, Jean, we appreciate your time today. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Thanks to you. I enjoyed the, the, the conversation. Thanks for the invitation. Thanks. For our audience, make sure to check out other KiteCast episodes at kiteworks.com slash KiteCast. Thanks for listening to another KiteCast episode. Thank you for listening to another KiteCast show. Check out other KiteCast shows at kiteworks.com slash KiteCast. Rate, comment, subscribe, and listen wherever you get your podcasts.